And there's a new book out that's setting out to challenge the idea that we need more stuff or that we need to be fixed in order to improve our well-being. The book is called Together, Te Oranga o Te Katoa, and it brings together science, psychological insights and traditional Māori values. It's full of practical tips. I've been reading it all morning and very inspired. And to tell us more about this brilliant book, author and clinical psychologist Gaynor Parkin is with us. Kia ora, Gaynor. Kia ora, Charlotte. Lovely to be here with you. I'm sorry to hear Jessie's ill, but I'm a big fan of Music 101, so lovely to be speaking to you. Oh, lovely to be speaking with you because I've been reading this book this morning, you know, skimming through it, but I've asked if I can take it home this weekend. It looks really insightful. Uh, Who is this book for? Thank you, Charlotte. Uh, Who is the book for? We hope the book is for everyone. So we have tried really hard to appeal to the broadest audience we can um, as, as you're dipping in I'm sure you'll pick up the theme the theme is that there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach uh, to our psychological well-being and that in fact what we are best to do is to try out uh, different approaches different philosophies uh, different strategies and find the ones that work uh, best uh, for for us and for our now so that's that's really we hope has broad appeal. Yeah, I think that's definitely what jumped out to me this morning is the sort of different options of dealing with things. But uh, many people would be listening now and say, Charlotte, why do we need another well-being book? Aren't there lots out there already? Your one feels different. Why do you think we need together your book? Well, I guess validating your first point, Charlotte, you're absolutely right. There are many, many well-being books. So why why would we um, take the time to to write a, another one? The the reason is we think that the current thinking um, in the marketplace is missing missing some key insights. First of those being that much of the thinking about well-being puts a focus on individual well-being so how how i am as an individual and we think that it's much more important to be placing an emphasis on on collective well-being so how how we are in our work team how we are in our community how we are in our in our family and thinking about that um, collective strength and collective well-being rather than focusing on one person we also um, have used um, Sir Mason Jury's Te Whare Tapa Farm model as our north guiding star in this book uh, because that model advocates a more holistic um, view on, on well-being rather than perhaps a more western view which tends to break things down into perhaps looking at what's going wrong rather than looking at what's going well and we think it's really important to be looking at those those multi multi layers. So those are so those are some of the reasons. Also, another reason is the psychological science is changing all the time. So our best advice three years ago is is different now. We know some some new insights from science that help guide us in how we do strengthen um, well being um, at any one at any one time. Mm. You mentioned the word well being before, and. In the mm. book, and you mentioned, you know, you you sort of have a different take on it. Can you take us through your definition of well-being? I was worried you were going to ask me that, Charlotte. So we have, <laughs> as you'll know from diving in, we have a whole chapter on how to define well-being. So I'm going to do my best uh, in, in a few minutes. Uh, so some of the, the, 
components that we think are important when we're thinking about well-being is actually to try not to break well-being down and we use the metaphor of um riding a, riding a bike riding a bicycle so when we ride a bicycle we focus on the experience of riding and probably getting from where we're going to where we want to be we don't tend to look at all the component parts much of the current thinking about well-being tends to look at the bits if you like rather than looking at the whole picture and so again when we're thinking about defining well-being we're saying let's open it up rather than narrow it down let's look at the whole whole bike not not the components and tagging back again to uh to tapafa that's a wonderful model for looking at um all our taha not focusing in in on one in isolation Two other parts to that definition is um, traditionally a Western view of well-being. We've looked at what we call a deficit model, which is looking at what, what's wrong, what's going wrong. Um, and psychological science now in our experience would say it's really important that we look at what's going well. So what are some of the layers that might be strengthening our well-being, even when perhaps there's some aspects um, that, are, that are really difficult? And, and the other component of that, which I guess is where we started, is we have a theme throughout the book, which is we, we do not walk alone. So when we're thinking about well-being, it's thinking about who can we tag in on our well-being journey rather than trying to do it. And in the spirit of that, I just want to acknowledge um, I'm one of the authors on this book with um, my wonderful colleagues, um, Amanda, Ariana and Rane, so we've worked on this book um, as a collective together, also with another fabulous um, colleague called Erica, who worked really hard to um, fact check all uh, our psychological references and make sure they were sound. So I think it's a good example of that idea of um, we don't walk alone and we we are best when we are a, when we are a collective when we are together. Yes. What was your motivation to bring in Maori? points of view to the book? Uh, well, as I said, we have we have um, wonderful um, co colleagues, Rane, Ariana, Taku, who have um, amazing wisdom around um, te whare tapawha and a te o Māori view of well-being. We think it's really important in, in New Zealand that we are um, learning from Māori wisdom and not just relying on uh, Western science. Mm. The the wonderful um, Tafari Tapafa model gives us a, a lovely structure for the for the book. So we're able to, uh, for example, say if you're wanting to focus perhaps on um, your Tahafano, then here's some ways that you might do that. Uh, if you're perhaps wanting to work on more your your physical health, your physical well-being, here's some other ways that you that you might do that. So we've tried really hard to weave those te o Māori concepts um, throughout throughout the book, and mm. and to do it in the spirit of, of partnership and, and collaboration, which is how we wrote the book. Yes, of course. And I don't know if the, how this question will go, but is there a difference in your eyes? Is there a difference between well-being and mental health? Or do you are you using the word well-being to sort of cover mental health? Yeah, it's a really good question, Charlotte. And we could spend, you know, probably an hour talking about um, de definite definitions of that. So, so yes, in, in general, we tend to use the catchphrase um, well-being to incorporate 
um, our, our mental health or our mental well-being. Uh, we know that um, when it comes to well-being, we can have um, poor, poor mental health perhaps be languishing at some times, but we can also um, also have times when we're flourishing and where our um, where our mental health is high or, or it's strong, and that can all coexist in the um, in the experience of well-being. We we also know that um, the best judges of well-being uh, are the the person um, themselves or the group of people themselves. So we can um, assess well-being. We've got some robust scientific measures which which do that. Um, but the best measure is is to ask people and say, you know, how is your well-being? How are the components of your well-being um, at this time? And and what might you need to um, strengthen it? Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I could also talk to you for hours about this, and I cannot wait to read more about your book together, Gaynor. But um, I want to ask, I came across this word that you use, and I think there might be a chapter about it called positive resonance. Am I saying uh, that correctly? Yes, Nikki, yes you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, how can people use the idea of positive resonance in their, in their life? Yeah. So, so um, we talked about this idea of um, positivity resonance, and I guess the first part to say about that is when we're talking about positivity, we're not talking about um, rah rah, happy happy. Let's pretend everything is fine. We're talking about um, positive emotion in its broadest sense. So we're talking about emotions like hope and connectedness and awe and compassion and maybe joy as well. So we're talking about those very real um, emotions. What we know from the psychological science is that uh, we can enhance our positivity resonance, so experience some of those positive emotions more strongly when we share them with other people. So it's coming back to that idea of collective um, well-being again. So for example, Charlotte, mm. um, listening to this, interview uh i'm going oh this is great charlotte's asking me some great questions so i'm feeling appreciated and understood that will be strengthening uh, my positivity resonance hopefully for you you're also going oh this is really interesting i'd like to know more mm. so perhaps feeling more curious um more curious and wanting to find out uh, and that's just, it's a great example of one of the very practical strategies in the in the book. So um, we've tried to, in each chapter, give um, very concrete practical examples of how you might put some of the Māori wisdom and some of the psychological science into action in your day. And linked to that, which you've probably seen as well, we have... Um, your producer Sally this morning talked about the grey the grey boxes, oh, and in yes. the grey boxes, what we've tried to do is to um, be clear that we all have different um, personality styles when it comes to um, making change, and in particular when it comes to our well being, there isn't a one size fits all. So we can't say if you do X, Y, and Z, then your well-being will be stronger because I don't know if it's going to work for you. So what we try to do in the grade boxes is, is to say, if you're this sort of person, so as an example, we have a, um, a start small section in every chapter. If you're someone that likes to take baby steps, you're 
quite cautious maybe you like to do a little bit at a time then we recommend that you um, action this this part of the recommendations and try out these strategies on the other hand if you're someone who um, likes to go big so you're like right i'm going to uh, run a marathon or i'm going to um, go and sign up for a class on positive psychology you're probably best in the section of each chapter that talks about go big mm -hmm. uh, which is um, you know if you're wanting to really throw everything at it also have um, a, a stream in the in the gray boxes for people who are perhaps feeling that their own well-being is is pretty is pretty good right now they're wanting to support others and we've called that um, make a ripple so perhaps you're wanting to uh, make more of a difference in your in your work team or your community group or your church um, or your family so make a ripple is um practical ideas for how how you might do that in in each of the chapters so we're really hoping there's something in there um for as many different styles of people as we've as we've been able to write mm, yeah I love that part of it the three different examples because I think even um, for for us sometimes it's yeah it depends on how we are feeling that week and you know where we are on that spectrum of um, how yes. big we want to go and is that is that all right to ask you live on air Charlotte which um, which stream did jump out at you oh to be honest it I think I need to spend more time with the book, but I, I think it. it would depend on what mood I was in. It would depend if I was uh -huh. feeling low yeah. or high or if I had the strength to support others. Yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. Good it really point. got me thinking. Mm. Yeah, so so that's a really good um, description as well. So, of course, you can flip flip between. So you're absolutely right. Maybe you've got a day you're feeling really great and you might go, yep, I can make a ripple today. Yeah. And another day it might be, actually, I just want to do a start small or I don't want to do anything at all I'm going to close it up and come back to it another day yeah at this time of year um, you know winter even autumn I know it's a tough time for people mentally because of the change in weather I mm. guess but you have some really good examples or, or tips in your book I, I found a bit that even had tips for people who are dreading going to work and I thought mm. that was that's something that sort of we all joke about but it sometimes can be very very tough for those you know for people to get up and go to work what do you think have you could you share some tips now mm. So, yeah, so I think uh, many different threads to, to this particular, it's a great question, Charlotte. So, again, we tried to break it down. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in the book, we one of the um, components that we think is really important to acknowledge always is the impact that our environment has on us, um, to Tayo. So, for example, if my workplace is not very supportive um, and I'm struggling in my life right now, I might have a really strong sense of dread about um, about going off to work. Mm. Um, and, and so that's really important. We have some of the um, chapters in the book talk about it's really important to acknowledge those emotions. So to say, I'm, I'm feeling like I really don't want to go I've got this great dread um it's really important to acknowledge that and then and then to think about some um some strategies for what might make it a bit better and, and using that collective well-being idea 
one of our um, key things which we keep coming back to is tag tag your support network so don't try and walk it alone so who is it that you could um, lean on to to help you get a bit more um, motivation to think about how you might tackle tackle the day and I guess we're, we're talking about work for some people it might be uh, I've got some dread about spending the day with my children I don't feel like I've got enough energy to um, manage the day or perhaps someone's caregiving for an older relative and, and that's pretty tough so it, it could be different scenarios but but how do we how do we get by mm. and and again we would say um that that collective idea don't try and do it by yourself don't try and walk alone who who can you tag um and then that idea of starting small what would be um something that you can do to break it down or make it more possible or it might be that you go actually this is all a bit hard and i'm going to um ask for some leave or um do something else um, that will help help get me out of this place where I am into into something a bit a bit different. Yeah, uh, Gaynor, thank you so much for your time today. But thank you also for putting this book together. I think it's uh, such an important read for many many New Zealanders. And um, yeah, good luck with it. And uh, hopefully we'll speak again soon. Thank you, Charlotte. And can I give a little a little plug? We I think are putting a, um, a web link up. So um, if people are interested in finding out more, you can download a, a free chapter to check it out. Check it out for yourself. Oh, fantastic. And that's up on our RNZ website, rnz.co.nz forward slash afternoons. Gaynor Parkin, thank you so much. Thank that, you, Charlotte. That's a clinical psychologist, Gaynor Parkin, talking about Umbrella's new book. It's called Together, Te Oranga o Te Katoa. And um, yeah, if there's anyone in your life or even perhaps yourself that has ups and downs. I think we all do, don't we? <laughs> this book looks fascinating.